Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Swaff Nation. Just a quick note before we get into the podcast. There's a point where Ollie and I talk about a spot that Nikki Bella does during the Riot Squad match where we... Uh, we talk about Nikki Bella, but actually it was Brie Bella. It was a mistake on our part. Well, it was really a mistake on my part, but Ollie believed me and uh, then went along with it. So, very sorry. When we're talking about Nikki, we actually mean Brie. Please forgive us. They do look very similar. They're twins after all. Here's the show. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I'm Molly Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm a bit hungry. Yeah, I'm a bit hungry as well, actually. I didn't have breakfast this morning because we still don't have any milk in the house. And I didn't get any yesterday, which means I can't have my cereal. Don't want dry cereal? No, well, it's Weetabix. So that really does not work as a dry cereal. That's very much a... That'd be a bit chammy. Just just water? No, I'm not mad. Um, So I need to go... A watery, Weetabixy mush. Yeah, and I can't go and buy some like on the way home today because I'm playing D&D later on. Oh, you're D&Ding again. D&Ding tonight. With Fakador. Yes, with Fakador. Yeah, I've remembered my dice this time as well, so I'm a bit happier. Uh, last time I forgot my I had to use the spares and my rolls weren't as good because I haven't got my set of dice. So, but there's no there's no real difference, is there? No, of course not. But it's, it's, They're it's, not it's, different shapes. No, nope. not well. No, like, they slightly larger. I mean, no, absolutely not. No, it's all it's all psychological, though, isn't it? Yeah. There's a, a gag they do on uh, Geek and Sundry where they do their D and D campaign that um, dice that have a bad roll get um, get sent to dice prison, and they have like a little section where bad dice go because they rolled bad. That's probably because they get sent thousands upon thousands of dice every month because they're sponsored by about five different channels mm. or five different D&D providers. Um, would you like a WrestleTalk Get Better update from me? From you? From me. I told yes, you about please. this, I told you about yeah, this I yesterday. I already know about But it. I went on a park run. Woo! Absolutely. Um, so this was a park run, if you don't know, it's a, it's a sort of, I don't know what it is, like an organisation. and you get It's a to, national scheme yes. to uh, volunteers to help people get fit. Yes, and you go down there and you sort of like, you, you sign up and you get given a, bar, a barcode and they text you your time at the end of it. You run 5K. Now, I have never run 5K in my life. 
because I find running very boring and I get bored before I, I usually when you and I used to go to the gym I'd get to three and a half and I'd be like nah, that's enough like I'm, I'm very bored of this now what about a podcast or a, an audio book but even, no, but even or your favourite Weezer album no it's you get to a certain point in time and you're like this is boring mm. and I've, I've just no desire to run any further than what I've done so this was the first time I've ever run 5k and even then I walked some of it because I, my running shoes are at the old studio and I had to run in my high tops and they hurt my feet I, I'm gonna I'm gonna save your running shoes. Thank you. Yeah, when you on go on Thursday, Thursday yeah. Uh, so anyway, might rescue some stuff from the pitch black <laughs> abyss with no electricity that is the uh, no natural light studio. So my time was 35 minutes and 19 seconds. Speedy. You say speedy. When I told you this yesterday, you were so nonplussed by it. I was trying to do my best to to be like that's good. But it's not. And it is good for a first time. <laughs> I, told, I told my wife about this last night. I was like, oh, I, told, no. I told Ollie what my run, running time was. He was so unimpressed. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. It's, yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm proud that you did it. I struggle. I really struggle when people tell me unimpressive things. <laughs> to feign interest. I'm interested. Yeah. But yeah, you can do so much better, man. You That's how I'm going to frame it. You can you've got a lot of potential there. I mean, I came uh where's my I came 302nd out of 386, mm. which I'll be honest is lower than I thought it would be. Yeah, so you're in the bottom bottom quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is where I I'd sort of I guess I expected to be because I've not run that much before. Um uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you it, didn't have the right footwear on. Yeah, but even though I was still tired and I was bored. Yeah. So there is always that as well. Um, Do you ever like imagine, I don't know, like your favorite obscure horror movie just slightly in front of you, like a rare VHS version, like Chopping Mall. Yeah, and you can that that like gives you that extra oomph. To, no, to go for. No, I was listening to a really good podcast as well. I was listening to a podcast talking about. Wrestle um, Ramble. Yes, that's exactly what I was listening to. Uh, no, I was listening to um, uh, some comic book fans talking about the uh, the Wacking Phoenix Joker movie Ooh. and uh, all the sort of like ins and outs of that. So actually, it was a very good podcast I was listening I'm to. I'm excited for that since we saw the the little the weird tease. trailer that they did yesterday. I know, yeah. yeah you thought it excellent. wasn't real. I thought a fan made it because it was so cool <laughs> and something that DC films could never put out. In in the last ten years of their existence, yeah, no, I thought it was. It does look quite cool, actually. Mm. But anyway, so that's my my park run update. I'm going again this Saturday. This time with proper running shoes, so maybe I can do better than 35 minutes. But if I don't, then no, you know, it's it is what it is. Kaizen, Luke, what's that? Kaizen Bless it is you. the Japanese art of self improvement. You only have to get one percent better every day. Well, here's the thing, because you and I talked about this when we were going to the gym, and you were like, what is a goal for you? Mm. And I've never had one, and I couldn't think of one either. So I went, I mean, I suppose running 5K would be good. And you said, that's not a goal. Yeah, because anyone can run 5K, really, unless, like, you've got, unless you're, you, you know, you, you, you suffer from, from obesity or something. Yeah. Most people could run 5K. It would take a while. Mm. But, but, now, but now I've run 5K. Is like the point now I've got to try and beep the time? No, the, the point is you should, you should really attach a few more uh, specifics to it. So I want to run 5K in 25 minutes. Okay. Like that, that would be a more – the more specific you can make a goal – the better that goal is going to be. Yeah, but then you don't hit those goals, and then you just feel sad that you didn't hit the goal. You can go so two why, ways. Why, why can't I just run? Why isn't, why isn't me just doing this good enough? Because what doesn't get measured doesn't get managed. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess you could just run, but that implies that 
you enjoy running and you don't and seem to enjoy I running. Absolutely, it's so, so boring. So you should probably attach. Make it like a game. Like one of the, the fun things in. I've completed Spider Man. Yes, thank you very much. And I'm I'm not playing it anymore. No, no. I sorry. I will go back and play it just because I want to complete all the tiny little side missions. Mm-hmm. Those are technically goals. But I've. But I'm not really doing it because I enjoy it anymore. I just want to finish the bits. Well, that's surprising. Because yeah. I, I would only... like Because I have not completed Spider-Man because I'm still more or less at the same point the last time we spoke about it. Um, but I would want, I'd want to do the side missions because I was enjoying playing the game. Like, if I wasn't enjoying them playing the game, then I'd, I would just stop and I'm, just stop playing it. I enjoy playing the game, but there is no more story left there. And that was the bit that really... You know, that really was driving. That was the through. driving yeah. force. Yeah. But now the fact that there are there, there are a few side quests uncompleted, I know what's going to happen in them. They're just stealth missions, hmm. uh, and and they're all exactly the same. <laughs> but I, I want to go just so I can have that hundred percent. I would just stop at that point, mate, because now you're you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, and that's a, that's a very that's a redundant thing to do. Why? Because what that's you, the goal I set. I want to do hundred percent completion. But you're you not enjoying a, it. You unlock it. You I am and, enjoying it. You and I have such little time outside of these four walls. Uh-huh. Like you need to use this time to do stuff that you enjoy doing. I enjoy completing the goals. Mm, well, you're mad then. <laughs> it, it, it's irking me that, that I'm only ninety-four percent complete. <laughs> I'm so, it'd be better if I was 70 like I finished the main story and I'm only 60% and I'm like okay well you know let's, let's write that off but I'm 94% because I did so many of the side missions in my own spare time well you see but when I like 100%ed Super Mario World I did that when it was released on the um, you know on the, on the SNES when I, I, when I did the, uh, the GBA release of it because then you could track how much percentage wise you got through it I did that because I genuinely wanted to do it, not because there was a goal for it, but because it was very fun to get that 100%. Well, that's kind of the same thing, though. But it's I think not we're just because arguing you just said, over semantics. But it's not because you said you're doing it because the goal is there, not because it's fun to do. It is fun, but there are other fun things to do that don't have a goal attached to it, but this is fun and has a goal attached to it. Mm. Okay. As opposed because I could equally sit down and read The Colour of Magic. But at the is that moment, what you're reading? That's what I'm reading, okay. yeah. But at the moment, I want to I wanna complete uh, that because it has the, the goal. Well, fair enough. I'll, I'll see you how need it, a goddamn goal, I'll, Luke. I'll see what I do at Parkrun at the weekend. I will say, though, that I enjoyed the community aspect of it. That is nice. That, it actually was very nice. Um, you get the, where people are, oh, Sam here, she's just run her, she's, she's going to run her 50th today. Yes. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, and you, you have uh, tourists, uh, yeah. people who like tour around the different parkrun stuff. Some people came as far as Reading. Nerds. Well, I mean, it's, 40, it's a 40-minute drive. Yeah, I think they should qualify those more as well. Like, we all cheered someone who was doing their 20th run. I'm like, oh, hey, nice, 20th run. And then they were like, yeah. That four years in and she's completed it. I'm like, four years? Is that how long has this been going for? Oh, it's uh, been going for quite a while. I thought I it was think. like a brand new thing. No, no, no. It's been going for quite a while. But 20 runs in four. I don't think you should clap for that. <laughs> that isn't as consistent as I, th- I, as I would want it to be. Mm. Yeah. I still think it's, I think it's impressive. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, right. Well, let's do a quick Rusev hey before we get on out of here. This comes in from uh, Jaron Walker, uh, who you might remember as... Um, the guy who had uh, his agony arts request in um, about the, the the girl who was like coming over some Netflix and chill. And he didn't really. Oh, know. Bullet Club girl. Yes, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. But anyway, so Jaron Walker emails in a Rusev. Hey, 
Rusev, hey! Hey guys, so I heard the emo you read out about Robbie E being a tool to a kid, and it reminded me about a Madison Square Garden house show in 2012 that my sister, my father and I went to on WWE's holiday tour. My father works in a children's doctor's office where lots of people from various professions come in with their children and apparently give the people who work in the office free stuff. Free beer, t-shirts, etc. Conveniently, one of the people to come to my dad's office was a security guard for WWE. I don't know if he still works for the company, but at the time he was very generous my, uh, to my father and I where he gave us free merch tickets well, to wrestling events. Well, I think you've read this. Hmm. Am I getting deja vu? Or, it was still in my email. This is really specific. Hmm. This is a really I, specific I feel deja like I, I know. As I was reading <laughs> it, I was like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain I've read. I think I've read that one with, it, with Eve Torres. What happens to Eve Torres? Uh, well, let's skip to the uh, blah, 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 blah. John Cena understandably went to the back unnoticed. I guess he gave him a pass because he's probably yeah. the most famous wrestler of the past 15 years. However, the wrestlers I got to see walk out barely gave us any time of day. Darren Young walked out, held his hell down. Uh, Daniel Bryan walked out with Cody Rhodes. Fans break out into a yes chance. Oh, no, we have read that. Yeah, absolutely, we have read that one out. I don't know why that was still on my email. Sorry, Jaren. Um, well, let's go to the main show. Don't pay attention to this little bit. <laughs> well, yes, there, there, there was quite a nice narrative thread running through yesterday's Raw, where it started with a in-ring promo with the Shield and the Dogs of War came out and said, hey, look, Seth's really great, Roman's really great. Where's he Tynal, Dean? And they just kind of teased that throughout the night. People would talk to people backstage. And it ended with, with you know, Ambrose sort of siding with the shield over the dogs of war. I'm sure that's all wrapped up. I'm sure that's not foreshadowing anything that's coming in the future. Absolutely not. No, I'm, no. I'm sure everything is rosy amongst the garden of the shield. Yeah. The dog's big yard is in bloom. If, if you look at everything, like this to me definitely screamed one night isolated story. I completely agree with you there. We've got nothing to worry no. about with that Dean Ambrose, with that lunatic no longer fringe. Yeah. He's all right in, our, in my books. Yeah, yeah. You look at him and you think that's one, you know, well-adjusted guy who can move past any seeds of doubt that have been sown in his mind. Do you remember like back in the day they always say like, oh, if you got a different haircut, if you grew a beard, that definitely meant you were turning heel. But I don't think that's happening these days. No, absolutely <laughs> no, not, with not, with, not, not with Dean. Not with Dean. No. No. He seems all golden. We're being facetious. <laughs> it looks like, yes, so this, uh, this I, I enjoyed this episode of Raw, just to get it out of the way. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah, I did Only, only because was... when I came in and said, what did you think of Raw, you went, eh. Well, you know, I enjoyed, maybe a better way to phrase it is I enjoyed this story. I agree. I thought it was very good. I agree. And uh, I like it when WWE make an effort to weave something throughout the night. More, more importantly, something throughout the night that's interesting. Yes. Not Baron Corbin's going to face off in the main event for the Universal title. Something... Which was brought up. Which was brought up, yeah. yeah. Where Stephanie McMahon comes in, says, I saw you, you know, put yourself in the match. You know, that's power gone mad. Want to talk, Stephanie. But then she kind of brought up the ratings. Oh, did she? Did she? Or am I making that... I might have put that in myself. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever happened, the ratings did not... Did not back no, it up did not back, as a draw. Absolutely not. No, but anyway, back to the, the Shield. Yes. So I thought this was actually quite a good opening segment anyway. So the Shield come out and uh, Dean calls themselves the workhorses of WWE, which is becoming one of my least favourite terms that they're doing at the moment. Yeah, it's okay because they try really hard. Yeah, we do lots of matches and therefore you should like us. You know what's cool? Working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And um, they said, like, we've lost a few battles, but we're still standing. And there was a point when, and I didn't realize this until someone posted a gif of it. And I thought, God, Dean's good. Mm. So there's a moment when Roman says, like, hey, we may have lost some battles, but all that matters is this. And he and Seth lift up their belts. But poor old Dean hasn't got a belt. And he doesn't lift anything up. And he's got this look on his face, which is like, I haven't got a belt. You guys suck. Yeah. And, and, he, and it's... It's the bit of acting that at the time, you probably, you, I mean, I certainly didn't notice it. But when you watch it back, you're like, oh, that's actually some foreshadowing for mm. the story they were going to tell throughout the night. Good work, Dean. Yeah, because I, I, I put that in initially as a joke. Like, it, when I was writing my notes, huh, Roman, I think you forgot about someone there. But no, it was that's totally what it was designed for. Yeah. It was to, yeah, so Seth raises his intercontinental title. Roman's got his universal title. He said, Roman's line was something to the effect of, we're the best, all you have to do is look at our resumes, and they, they hold up the championship belt. Yeah. But Dean's got this weird pose where, yeah, he's got this sour look on his face. But he looks sour most of the time these days. But he's kind of got not his turning heel, though. arms hunched forward yeah. with two fists. Like he is doing the whatever the opposite to holding a title up <laughs> is. So just p- putting your fists pointing towards the ground with no title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. And he's just sort of in the background between both men. It was a very, like, that is the sort of shot that you play over in the start of the promo package to recap the eventual heel turn before the big payoff Absolutely, yeah. It's very good. Yeah, um, and so Seth <laughs> says that Braun's got himself, uh, he, he wanted the belt so bad, he wanted the Universal title so bad, he's got himself a couple of jackasses to, to hang around with him. And then he calls Baron Corbin the biggest substitute teacher ever, which I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not one for wacky Seth, but that did make me laugh. Well, you know, I, I've written here that this shield really... They're not as bad as 2008 DX. <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely not. I know. No, they are, because n- very few things are that yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you look back at the shield of 2013 and this shield, it is kind of, uh, you know, that act you used to love, Weezer. And then they... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Still holding on to that yeah, Weezer dream, aren't you? They've brought out a new album and you think this is going to be the one, but actually no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not again. I love every year you and I tend to have this discussion of just like, do you think this is going to be the album? Do you think this will be the album that will turn it around? It'll be the one that's a return to Blue Album and Pinkerton. Yeah. And it never is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they covered Toto, so. Yep. So Twitter got its wish. Anyway, uh, Baron Corbin comes out and he says that the, the advertised match for tonight was, because this is what Stephanie wanted, was it was going to be The Shield versus Baron Corbin and two mystery partners. And my first thought was, God, I hope it's AOP. Really? I was like, I really hope it's AOP. You called that? Because yeah. I was thinking... No, not, not that I called it. I said, I hope it is. Yeah. And when... I didn't even think of that as a possibility. And then when Braun and Ziggler and Drew came out and I was like, well, mm. I've sort of seen this. Like, yeah. I'd rather it be someone different. I'd, it'd be, I mean, I nearly wrote in my notes, it'd be so awesome if this was AOP. And then he said that it can't be these three because Drew and Dolph are defending their tag titles later, so he's still going to find these mystery opponents. So I had this little shred of hope throughout the show that it was going to be someone like the Authors of Pain. Well, I just assumed when he said that it was going to be Strowman. Mm. Like, Strowman and someone else. Yeah. I don't know, Kevin Owens. Jinder. Uh, yeah, Jinder. <laughs> Mojo Rawley. And I... Yeah, so... It, Spoiler, it turned out to be AOP, mm-hmm. not Authors of Pain. Although Michael Cole did call them Authors of Pain, but oh, I, think it, I think it was an accident. A slip. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, I thought, I thought that was an inspired choice. As do really, I. Really, really good. I didn't see it coming. I couldn't, I couldn't think of any other person it could be apart from Braun Strowman 
and vacant. <laughs> and and having AOP out there is such an ingenious move. Yeah. Because it really elevates them without doing much to that main event level. And just having the site of Razor in there with Roman Reigns. Loved that. It was really off. cool. Oh, it was really, really good. Yeah, really like this. Um, and yeah, he said that uh, it's it could be the three of you versus the four of us. This is uh, Baron. This is Braun Back Strowman. To the opening segment, yeah, this is Braun yeah. Strowman here. He says it's gonna be the three of you versus the four of us. But it won't. The fourth one isn't Corbin because the fourth person is gonna be you, Dean. Mm. You're gonna come and join our side because look, these guys are just using you. Like when Seth needed a win at SummerSlam, he got you. When uh, Braun tried to cash in his money in the bank, Roman called you to stop that from happening. They're just using you, man. And it was, it was really good. And, you yeah. could say, and it was sowing those seeds that then sort of played throughout the show. I thought this was a very solid segment. I, I thought Ziggler's performance in particular here was Yeah, very it was very good. good. And they, that's where you bring up SmackDown mm, as well. Yeah, like, I was there with you, man, in SmackDown back in 2016. And you became the WWE champion without these guys. When you were without them, you were the top guy. You were the big dog. But now you've come over to Raw and you kind of you, you were injured. Look how quickly Seth Rollins replaced you I with Jason love Jordan. That. And it's like it's riffing off this stuff that's that's real in the kayfabe world. So yeah, really, I, I thought this was great motivation. Yeah. And it, they, they've taken it in a direction I didn't think they'd go. This has really added a layer of complexity to what is quite frankly a bit of a Franken feud. In yes. that you've got the shield and then you've reversed engineered this awkwardly heel brawn who chuckles now <laughs> have you noticed that he's got a bit franchise <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit you know when uh when they walked down in the main event down the ramp and the aop and the corbs blindsides the shield yeah and it cuts back to strome and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like no don't don't chuckle strome just look mean yeah uh but yeah that the and they've so this Franken feud where you've got an awkwardly placed heel with just two person they awkwardly tacked onto him. Now you've added this layer of complexity. It feels a bit, it gives you something else to sink your teeth into. And it's, it's very, it's much needed and it, it's worked very well. And when the Dean turn does eventually come, which I think we're all sort of feeling it might do anyway. I think when Dean came <laughs> back, we were all sort of expecting there would be a, a heel turn for Dean down the line and they can just pick up that Wrestlemania program we didn't get this year because Dean went out with an injury and then maybe you'll do it in December and then use that to build towards Mania uh, in April next year yeah or maybe the split comes in the Rumble yeah uh, but there are so many ways you can go yeah there's a um, lot yeah there's a lot of pacing you can do in the lead up to Mania the, the dream way of course is that you keep building up Dean as the one who might turn and then it's Roman who beats down them both. And then you're like, oh, my God, you've created that. I, I imagine you'll create a super baby face in Dean. And so what we're saying is going to be Seth then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, another really good line here was from Drew in this opening promo where he singled out Dean and said, we fought last week. And I've got to be honest, man, you took I don't usually say stuff like this, but you took me to my limit. You really pushed me. You're really good. And I was like. That meant that meant so much coming from this dastardly heel of McIntyre. Yeah, uh, and it yeah really like they did a really good job of going after the unhinged one to bring them over to the side of evil. Yeah, and Dolph was saying that you know, hey, look, Braun's going to win the belt at Crown Jewel, mm. so you should come and join us. Then you can win the IC title, and we'll all be like belt buddies. I thought this was really good. <laughs> belt buddies. Um, and it's it's sort of built throughout the night because you then had. 
uh, Dean and uh, you had Seth approaching Drew. So first you had Dean and Dolph backstage. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and Ziggler came up to Dean and effectively said what he said in that opening promo, that he was there on SmackDown, uh, the Jason Jordan replacement. He, he deserves better. And Ambrose acting was really, really good. He just stayed silent, yeah. looking mean. It's a shame they made him cut the promo at the start of the Shield segment. Mm. Actually, otherwise Dean would have been silent throughout the entire episode. Yeah, it's weird that Ambrose is such a good promo, but I feel like his character right now, he'd be better if he didn't talk, talk, talk at all. Yeah, like you. Mm. Um, uh, I, I'm kidding, obviously. Um, yeah, and I really like this because Dolph was talking about how, like, Dean, you you nearly died from your staff infection. You were like, you know, seriously injured. And where were they? Mm. They weren't on your call. And then I love this from Dolph. He said, you know, you don't need to do anything. We're going to be out there for the main event anyway. You don't have to do anything. Just give us the signal and we'll do it. And I thought there was going to be a moment in the match where Dean doesn't give a signal, but they read it as a signal. Oh, that would have been nice. And then you can really play it up on commentary. Like, did Dean give the signal? Did he mean for them to attack? So after that, we had Seth Rollins going up to Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So after Dolph had tried to sow the seeds of dissension with Dean, Seth, ever the architect... Uh, you know, whatever, morality aside, Seth goes up to Drew and says, hey, you know, you're really the, the breakout star of this little mm-hmm. faction. You're the Kevin Nash of this group. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, you should you should split away from them. Yeah. And that was like, okay, that's interesting as well. There's another wrinkle. And then Ziggler comes up to Drew after that, and Drew just walks away. Yeah, Dolph's like, what was that all about? And Drew's like, that's no, nothing. Mm. Doesn't matter. And just walks off. Again, sowing those seeds for an eventual Drew face turn, which is what we're all expecting, as everyone's been comparing them to, you know, the two dudes with attitude, Shawn Michaels and, and Diesel. The whole point of that was to get Diesel over and make him out as the breakout star of that. I mean, in the end, it turned out Shawn Michaels was always going to be the biggest star, but, you know, sometimes plans change. Height. Height. Uh, and the, I, I thought that was going to be it and then we were going to get the main event but no there was one crucial last backstage segment and it's when I I didn't think they were on backstage speaking terms by the way (laughs) all these people who have had backstage segments yeah you just find them you know hanging out in the locker room it's not like the old days of TNA when you're in separate locker rooms because you're a baby face or heel I don't know I just saw the when when Seth and Drew just hang out backstage I thought or, or Dean and Dolph. Mm. Well, usually this would... Well, I mean, they're not hanging out backstage. I know, it's like I know. That, someone like Dean was just standing there being pensive. And sure. then Dolph saw him Broody. from afar and, and walked up to him. Uh, and yet, yeah, so Drew McIntyre goes over to Dean Ambrose and says, Hey, Seth just came to talk to me. And, uh, you know, I, he, he talked about me breaking away from that team. I'm really good. Yeah. Uh, maybe the setup of four-person shield. Yes. And then I was like... <laughs> They're not going to do it. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, that, well, if you want to extend this feud out even further, what a brilliant swerve. And then that would be even more dramatic as the next chapter. And you've got a four-person shield. And Ambrose feels neglected with the Drew presence. And Yeah. So I, I loved this because Drew comes up to me and he says, like, yeah, Seth just approached me and said that he thinks that I should break up with uh, Dolph. And, he, and he's like, now, why do you think he did that? And mm. I've got two theories. Either he wants me to join or be a four-person te- four team, or he's looking to replace you. Yes. And then he just stops in and he goes, I mean, it's not like Seth's ever stabbed you in the back before, <laughs> is it? And just walks away. I, I thought this was a really solid story told throughout the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I mean, not to give away too much away of my feelings on the show. I loved this story, the main event, and the tag match. I didn't like much else on the show. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for that. Yeah, I'd agree. But if there's all. That, all that stuff you mentioned was actually quite a large part of the show, absolutely, so yeah, it's absolutely. not too bad. Yeah, uh, and then we had all this payoff in the Shield versus Baron Corbin and authors of Pe- a- sorry AOP, AOP yeah, uh, that they were revealed to be the uh, Baron's tag partners along with Drake, Drake Maverick. Maverick. Uh, who still looks awkward in yeah. that outfit. There was a line when Dolph says that AOP have destroyed the tag team division since coming to Raw. And my note here is, I mean, apart from the Titus Worldwide, of course, mm, who they lost yeah. to on uh, several occasions. Uh, but, but yeah, the AOP were a, a great choice regardless. And Mac Dolphman come out and they all sit at the top of the stage to watch on, on steel chairs. Well, I mean, I've written here, they came out with chairs. And I was like, chairs match confirmed for Super Showdown. But nope, they were just using them as seats. I, uh... I, li- I like it when people are, are outside. I think it adds another layer of drama to the match in the ring. You kind of get this, an extra bit to watch the match through, like through the eyes of another player. But they looked goofy. Yeah. You know the whole broad thing That's that they all do? well lame now. And it's... now they just do everything in sequence, like they're the Riot Squad. <laughs> they all stood up at the same time at, at one spot in the match and then walked down a little bit further, and then AOP and Corbs attacked. That's when we get the Strowman chuckle. And they set up the chairs so they're sitting with the backs facing the front. Like I, I said in my review, like a hip supply teacher <laughs> or a boy band. Yeah, and they all sat down in unison. It was the boy band is where my mind was going. But the Riot Squad was also an apt um, mm. comparison. I, I didn't think this was a particularly great match. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like a great match. But I really liked when Roman and Razor were in the ring together. I thought that was really good. Yeah. But I would say the ending of this was absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. It was really, really good. Including like bits with like AOP hitting the last chapter on the outside side and Seth was taken out elsewhere so it was just Dean left alone in the ring again telling that story that's been told throughout the show and then essentially man it was just over in here Dean gets the hot tag this was awesome lots of finishes and dives mm. it was just it was chaotic it's like you didn't know where to look next because you didn't know where Seth was going to it was like those those shield matches of old yeah uh, and it's D- Dean like holds the fort for a bit while Reigns and Rollins supercharge back up outside and then Seth Rollins takes everyone out Roman gets the hot tag Dean's like I'm taking out that guy yeah. he does a dive Roman hits a spear on Baron for yep. the win it was a I, I really enjoyed it I just like I do like the shield even though this is you know a, a pale imitation of, of what they once were they, they still are very good in ring and that this is the first time on TV that they've teamed together since Survivor Series yes it's been almost a year yeah yeah they were putting over on commentary that's, that's quite a it's quite impressive. Well, I thought that should have been built been out, up as a, Dean, a bigger deal. Well, they were building it throughout the entire show. What are you talking about? Every like every yeah. five minutes on commentary. I only noticed got... it in the main event when, <laughs> when, but admittedly, Michael Cole said it twice in one one entrance. Yeah, Corey Graves. Every five minutes yeah, was right. going like it was almost felt like don't switch over to the football just yet because the Shield are going to have their first match in almost a year here on the main event. Yeah. But the key to this really it was washes over. Me yeah, sometimes. the key really was to the e- at the end of this because. Mm. Seth and Roman kind of hug in the ring and they hold their titles off, but Dean's not there. And Corey's even going like, why aren't they celebrating with Dean? Why is Dean not in there with them? And Dean's on the outside and Dean maneuvers himself in between the shield in the ring and the dogs of war on the ramp. And they film this really well. 
and to be like, which side is he going to go to? And eventually he makes his decision. He sort of teases going towards McDolphman, but actually slides back in the ring and does the shield fist bump. And I was like, that's cool. That's awesome. And I, that's I thought it was good. a really good ending to the show. Yeah, and it's still, it's not like it's definitive no. that he's with the shield. Because he was looking at McDolphman all the way through that shield fist bump. Yeah. And not in a... a not in, a, in the family, you might say. Yeah, it could be a defiant look, but it could also be a... You know, just wait, boys. Yeah. Just wait. It's it's good. I yeah, I really enjoyed this storyline throughout the night. As did I. And and for what it can mean for the future. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Because this is the first time we've done the uh, the Patreon shout-outs to all our $25 and above pledge hammers uh, in this interim studio, which we'll hopefully move in out of on Friday. Yes. We might have a new place as of Monday. It just needs to be built. We're going to build some IKEA furniture this yes, Friday. Yes, that's our plan. Uh, we haven't got the bell. I forgot the bell. It's in the boot of my car. <laughs> And we went to the car yesterday to go get Big Apple Takedown to record for the Patreon podcast. And we saw it. And we saw it, but didn't think to pick it up. So we've got a new thing. Rather than the usual Hall of Fame rings, going to get some cheap pops. Yes. So uh, and this is very much a temporary measure. You'll get the ring tomorrow when we do the rest of it. If I remember. If we remember the bell. Maybe everyone should get cheap pops this month. Yeah. And we re- maybe people prefer cheap pops. Well, we'll see what happens. Because 
the ding is quite an annoying sound. And us going, yeah, it's quite nice, isn't it? And a uh, big shout out as well to all of our brand new pledge hammers that have come in that are trying to drive us up to that goal of 750 pledge hammers so we can start doing weekly NXT reviews. We apologize if some of you felt that we have, quote, misled you because um, we were very close at the end of last month. And then 737. Yes. Um, and we're like about the same sort of mark again this month. But the problem was when September or August flipped over to September, we got a lot of declines and fraudulent uh, backing. And some people just left. So that took us right back down again. So we had to... To 680. So we had to do the climb all over again. So we're not misleading. We're not trying to like rip anyone off. It's unfortunately... It's the way the Patreon works. Mm. Mm. But thank you, Paul. Oh, if you want a shout-out on the Wrestle Ramble, head over, become a pledge hammer, or up your pledge at the moment to $25 a month or more. Yes. Thank you, before, Paul. Sorry, before we get into there, one other note on Patreon. Um, I think a few people said they were missed off last month, which we're trying to rectify this month. However, if you are missed off, Patreon have just changed the way their reporting works. And it's very difficult for me now to work out who's at what level. So if you are missed off, just let me know. Yep, and we'll, and we'll, 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 we'll it make it right away. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, finally, Paulie Dangerously Jarman. Yay! The $100 man, C.D. Horver. CD! Yeah. The craftsman, Blake Carpenter. Hey, <laughs> nice! Uh, Mr. Chris Anderson. Is that, yeah. That's your best well, what's yours, agent. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Chris Anderson. Yeah, yours is better, actually. I'm very rarely better at an impression. <laughs> Andy, yes, it's me, Datsun. <laughs> Slow clap yeah, for Andy. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll put my coffee down so we can You know, the, the guy who writes for the website has become a pledge hammer this month. I, I feel just as a rib yeah. on us. <laughs> Uh, it's very nice, Andy. Yeah, thanks, it's it's lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, Adam and the Anthony Bergerson. Hey, lovely. Ask his future husband and EOF one man wrecking crew skin trade. It's a weird name. It's a weird name. Big Ben Spires. That's a London landmark. Brett the hitman Matthew Willis. Williams. Killer Chris Phillips. Oh, he's going to get you. You wouldn't find that on PG television. Infinite Crisis Chris Jenkins. Oh, I love that comic book event. I want to be like you, Chris Louie. Hey. hey! I once reckoned, asked for that song in a club and they told me to F off. <laughs> Christopher the Condor Johnson. Yeah! Oh, the I don't fully understand that one. Well, that's I think one he asked. Came up it's with one it. he asked okay, for. Okay, then. Let's have a drink, Christopher Travis Merryman. Oh, I'd yes. love to, Chris. Love it. Drinks yes. on you. Absolutely. Oh, it's it's you. <laughs> Courtney Villainous Havoc Summers. She's one of our longest running Patreons. She's Thank one of you. the best. She, we love her to pieces. The Mayor of Painsville, Dan. Love yes, Yeah, go on, go on. No, 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 it's Dan. misspelled as the Major of Painsville still. <laughs> we'll rectify it eventually. Absolutely. That was you. It's you again. The David Hendricks is God Mackenzie. Yeah. It's all about the timing. Absolutely, like comedy. Dead the Paul Warrior. Whoa. It's a bit like Deadpool, but I not like quite. Deadpool. Luke doesn't. I do not. And He's rubbish. Dot, 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 dive, Dylan 
Cachetta. Yes. Thank you. Thank Loving you. the dives. Oh, well, I quite enjoyed that. That was. <laughs> it's impossible not to get excited when you're clapping. Uh, it really is. Maybe that is the future of how we do the shout yeah. outs. Yeah. Let, let us know what you you're what seeing. You're, you're seeing history being made on this show. Yeah. And we will do the rest of the $25 and above shout outs on tomorrow's SmackDown review. Then. Now. Forever. Actually, maybe not forever. We've got a new sting, ladies and gentlemen. This took me by surprise. I thought I'd loaded the wrong video. <laughs> oh, God. No, what this I is a bad now? feed. <laughs> but yeah, it's, we haven't got the... Boom, boom, boom. Boom. I'm going to kind of miss it, to be honest. I... But it's the same way with like, Classy Freddy Blassie, Andre, the giant WrestleMania, everyone's got a price. I really like that one as well. Yeah, are they getting worse or are we just getting old and, and less susceptible to change? Maybe that's what it is. So this one, it starts off as like, you're you're going through a video tunnel with different clips from WWE's storied past happening on the walls. And then it slowly zooms out and you realise that those videos are playing in the grooves of a W... Yeah, the W, w logo. Yeah, yeah. And it just says forever at the bottom after going through then and now exactly. inside the W. I, uh, yeah, I just think everything should be modelled on the Marvel sting. Oh, I mean, yeah, but... But nothing's going to be ever long. Like... <laughs> Do you remember when that came out? Like when they first unveiled it, and everyone was like, "It's too long a sting." No. And now I watch, I'm like, "Should be longer." Well, it's like, I could, I could do with another two minutes of it. You watch it in isolation, and you're like, "That's too That's long." So but then long. you watch it in, like in front of a movie, and you're hyped. You're yeah. like, yes! oh, "Come on, ten years!" Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, it's a new sting. Mm-hmm. Not, not the wrestler or you know the police. Um, this is just a sting to start the show. Mm. I'm sure we'll all get used to it eventually. Yeah. I thought I wouldn't get used to it after they changed the one from the Attitude Era, which was like that. Ding a nigga, ding a Yeah. I got used to it. So, next up, to open the real show, we had Baron Corbin backstage in the parking lot area, and a limo arrives. Baron's very happy. He starts singing Happy Birthday to Stephanie McMahon, who steps out the limo, and then Triple H also gets out, and he is like, What's going on here? Yeah, so comedy he, trips. Baron's singing Happy Birthday, but Stephanie does not look impressed. And then Triple H gets out, and Baron's sort of like, yeah, yeah, and he goes a bit funny. awkward. I thought it was funny as well. Yeah. Did you see Tommaso Ciampa's tweet about Stephanie's birthday? No. He posted a picture from 13 years ago when he first met Stephanie, uh-huh. and it's like obviously like a tryout for WWE, and he's like right at the back, and Stephanie's there with Triple H and his long blonde hair, and he's got like me, you. Thor? Question mark. But he's got he's got it. It's like I first met you 13 years ago. I'm pretty sure you told me that one day I'd be the greatest sports entertainer of Brilliant. all time. You are such a visionary. That is, that is a heel. That is a great heel. He tweet. is Project Jamper. Well he's done, great. Champer. Oh, I hate you. Uh, so yeah, the Triple H sort of just was like, I'm just here to do some yeah, NXT stuff. He was just stuff. like, this is awkward, and I'm off. Mm. Yeah. And then, even though I thought the whole point of making Corbin the raw GM over Kurt was because Stephanie likes heels. But then Stephanie got out and was like, what What are you doing, Baron, putting yourself in the Universal Championship match last week on Raw and totally emasculated him? So no, no one's safe, yeah, baby face or heel. She said, if you can't sort out the shield, then maybe Kurt Angle will have to come back from his vacation sooner than we'd planned. I just... I just 
don't like Stephanie's character. She's very much. A, she was a pure on baby face later on in this show. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, so yes, I Stephanie Steph didn't miss Stephanie at all. Everything Triple H did, I thought was very funny. Yeah, and he had a good promo later yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, this was this was a bit rubbish. Yes. Uh, and the, but that's when Stephanie says, "You'll face the Shield later tonight. Find some tag partners." Yeah. Then we got the Shield promo uh, to open the thing, which we already talked about. Then we got Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal to hype a mixed match challenge match. That's not I, happening this week. Which is happening next week, right? I think so. Yes, because I think this week it's Jinder and Alicia versus Bobby Lashley and Mickey James. Well, maybe th- this to me screamed Sasha Banks is injured. We need something We're, for Bailey to do. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Finn Balor doesn't have a storyline. Yes. So they they just they just fudged this together, and it actually turned into quite a good match. I yeah, it was I mean, quite fun. It was better than the last time these two had a match on Raw where Jinder concussed him. And then became the champion. And became WWE champion. That's how we were awarded that dangerous working. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. Uh, Balor won, and then at the end of the match, um, that was the yeah. The post match was confusing. Well, Sunil Singh ran around the like to because Alicia Fox was sort of like distracting Balor, and then Bailey distracted Jinder, and then Alicia Fox walked around to Bailey. Bailey sort of pushed her out of the way, and then she gave the Bailey, Bailey to Belly to Sunil. Devastating. Devastating. And then Balor won with a roll up, and then Alicia, uh, Alicia, and then Jinder. I was uh, berating Sunil Singh and sort of like throws him back in the ring, sort of throws him around a little bit, but then Shanti. Mm. You know, he get, finds his centre and, and sits down and starts meditating to, I mean, I've done, to utter silence. Yeah, it, it, it was confusing. Whatever they were going for, I don't think they executed what they were going for. I, 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 I get yeah. what they were going for. We'll, we'll pretend to, like, just about to break up and then, no, wait, we're calm. But well, it yeah, come I across think as very rushed. I think it comes, I think the idea with Jinder is that this Shanti thing is a load of rubbish mm. and he's not really calm and collected he's actually a very angry man and eventually this shanty facade will fall to pieces and will, will be angry Jinder and beat up Alicia well I mean beat up Sunil again and maybe Samir runs down to make the save wow okay yeah uh, yep yeah, this was uh, I, I quite enjoyed the, ball- uh, the, the match but this, this post match was confusing however oh right well let's get into this shall we so, next up we had the Riot Squad taking on Natalia and the Bella Twins. This is, of course, to build the Riot Squad to that Ronda Rousey-Bella Twins match yes. at Super Showdown. So, the Riot Squad really needed a win here, and preferably coming out with all three members in <laughs> So, this was originally advertised as Nikki versus Ruby Riot, but that got changed, I'm guessing, sort of on the day, maybe just before the show, uh, to be this six... Uh, six-woman tag match with Natalia involved. And, I mean, it, it fell apart right at the start when Brie was kicking, uh, she was doing the yes kicks on Liv Morgan. Getting a nice little pop. I, I actually, when Natalia came out, not much of a pop, but then the Bellas came out. And the, there was actually... A, they are over. Yeah, I, know, I, I was we're, confused. We're not keen, and I, I'm going by what I've been sent on Twitter this morning, a few people aren't keen. But we know that there are people who watch the show who are keen and they do like her. And as I've said, the, a friend of mine um, has no interest in wrestling, but she does like Brie Bella. She thinks Brie Bella is great. Um, and so they do have that mainstream appeal. So I do get why they are pushed mm. to a degree. But yeah, so Brie's doing the yes kicks again, as you said, to a pop. But she, one of the kicks was a little high and she kicked Liv right in the face. And Liv just started 
falling. She was like a tree in a forest, just started falling. Slumps, yeah, and, down. And as she was falling down, Brie threw another kick and kicked her in the face again. So hard, like so, shin. Yeah. The shin right, right the on the face. And then, so Liv just goes down, sack of spuds. She's not, out. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely out. And then Brie rolls her over, which you really shouldn't do, and tried to pin her. And Liv just sort of like had to shuffle her shoulder a little that bit. That is amazing that Liv kicked out. Yeah, it really she is. she was definitely like blacked out because she was falling yeah and, and uh, like in, they say in boxing her arms weren't up to protect her she no, was just falling she, face down yeah because she was out and then but then she must have came to when she was on her back yeah. very slightly like, and then oh, no, for whatever reason like Brie just starts dragging her across the ring and mm. I'm I'm here going like why isn't this why hasn't this match been stopped and Someone should have run, like, like yeah, yeah. The, the referee should have jumped on this or Sarah Logan should have ran in and took out Brie yes. and they, they just distract stuff away from Morgan yeah so they drag Morgan across and they try and like stand her up and she just falls back down again and they sort of have to like lean over and tag her in and so Ruby then goes in and the cameras do like pan away from the corner to show that because Sarah Logan was on the outside seeing if she was alright I'm assuming the doctor was there to make sure she was what was going on as well and then for whatever reason Liv gets back up and she gets in the ring and they do this six person suplex spot and then they go to the commercial break, and Michael Cole says that um, uh, um, Liv Morgan's been taken to the back and she's being evaluated. Apparently, she wasn't taken to the back. She was still at ringside. The doctor was there, it's just the cameras were trying not to catch them. Yeah. But the cameras did catch them at one point. So, and then it just became this three-on-two handicap match. But really, this should have been stopped from the get-go. Like, as soon as Liv was out, like, something should have been stopped there. And it was really odd that it didn't. I, I think you just you just work around it. So uh, the referee should have done something and then maybe Morgan or, or uh, not Morgan, um, Logan. Logan or Ruby runs in a tax yes. free and then you quickly go to the break. You come back and lives on the outside. Yes. That's uh, because, a better way of doing it. Because, you, do, you know, someone's injured, but you can still cover for it. Uh, Meltzer and Alvarez were outraged on Wrestling Observer Radio. No, yeah, Brian it's, was very outraged on like, Twitter. Specifically blaming the referee here. And yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I can see his point. Like, the referee's job, real, one of his main jobs is to make sure that everyone's safe. Because if you leave a wrestler to, to wrestle, they are going to keep wrestling injury or not. Yeah. Because that's their job. That's the way they're conditioned. That's why Liv got back into the ring for the suplex. Yeah, yeah. So the referee has to, like, be there to protect the wrestlers almost from themselves. But yeah, he kind of... Just let it all play out. It was quite obvious to everyone <laughs> yeah. what happened. Uh, but I, I mean, I also just, that's an awful mistake from Brie Bella. First one, this this happens, you know? But to then go back and hit her in the face again, I just, she's, she's not a good, I, I, again, I don't know when it became unpopular to say that the Bellas can't wrestle and they haven't wrestled for a long time. It's not like ring rust improves you. <laughs> and this is just, just the latest example of of a Bella botch. Yeah, I, and then there was a, another one in the match that you showed me that's not getting talked about as much. But Nikki just forearms Ruby right, right in, the, in face. the face. Yeah. So essentially, they, after the break, it became this three on two handicap match. And there's a spot where Sarah Logan tries to she catapults Nikki in towards the the right squad corner with the idea being that Ruby would give her a forearm in the face as a double team move. Ooh, you dastardly heels. But when Nikki goes up, she just forearms Ruby square in the face as hard as she possibly can. And Ruby just stands there, like with this look on her face, like, 
well, what do you do that for? Like a badass. Like a badass. <laughs> then she steps in the ring, and Sarah Logan's standing there going like, well, I've no idea why she did that. Yeah. And then and then, she, then Ruby just gets in and just kicks Nikki. You're like, yeah. what did you do that for? It was, this was not good at all. This was a mess. Mm. I, uh, yeah, it's, um, I, I mean, yeah, I don't like the Bellas. I, I, I'm fine with the Bellas as characters. I think they're, they're, they're wooden as actors. But yeah, I get the fact that they're there because they're popular. Yeah. But um, wrestling wise, that they're they're not good. They they never have been. They've improved. Yeah, but they, but like, like it was a very small bar, to, a very low bar to begin. Yeah, with. and compared to like the the current women's wrestlers, they're not even close. And to, just to kind of bring that up, sort of, if it, like there was that no DQ article, and all a lot of the female wrestlers, Paige Carmella and the Bellas, rounded on it as, hey, how dare you say that the divas aren't as good a wrestlers as the, the current, current crop, crop and yeah. you know like what, what it's just it's confusing for them to do that i think some of it is throwing the shade off the fact that the crown jewel show is happening which is a non-woman show a couple of days after the all women pay-per-view of evolution it's like there the, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a backstage strategy and a directive from wwe telling all of the female performers hey if anything controversial happens that could be miscon like construed as uh, misogynistic pounce on that just to get around the fact that we have sold out our own morality yeah it's, uh, and i don't know i i'm just it, i'm angry i've fallen into a goddamn brie hole now i'm angry about everything yeah. i'm angry about the bellas being back because they're not good i'm angry that they're injuring people in a sloppy mistake and i'm angry at wwe for doing the whole crown jewel thing Ugh. Yeah, I think that the Bellas and Alicia Fox and Marisa Helena Cell has really exposed the difference between the divas wrestling of 10 years ago and the current crop of women's wrestlers they have now, who aren't really getting their chance to shine because of this. And I, I, Brie, I, I feel, I mean, I, I shouldn't say, I mean, I do feel bad for her because this has not been a great return for, for Brie. Between the dives a few weeks ago, where everyone jumped on the riot squad and blamed them, and the match with like she, they managed to botch the ending with her and Maurice, it was really sloppy at the end of Hell in a Cell, and then this, it's really not been a good return for for Brie. And I rewatched that, those dives against the riot squad a couple of weeks ago, and a lot of people have said like, well, the riot squad were out of position. But the Riot Squad were in the right position if Brie was ever going to make any distance with that dive, like Ember Moon would have done, like anyone would have done, like Sasha Banks would have done. But Brie was, she barely got her feet between the ropes or past the ropes before she was already catapulting to the floor. Mm. Um, so it's been a bad run for them, I feel. And I feel bad that the Riot Squad are sort of like, they're falling into this hole. And then at the end of the match, because Ruby is so, so good. good. And, and I Morgan's really, good. Yeah, like, and Morgan's like Sarah, really improved. I think Sarah Logan is great. I'm a big, big fan of Sarah Logan. Liv Morgan used to be the butt of the jokes yeah. nine months ago. But she is, but she's always, I, I've always enjoyed the way she presents herself as this kind of Harley Quinn character. But it, she's, she's gone decent recently. Yes. And yeah. And at the end of the match, the Riot Squad, well, Ruby Wright pinned Natalia, which doesn't really put over the Riot Squad because they didn't beat any of the Bellas. Mm. So, the, so this match was still building to a super showdown, which now we don't know what's going to happen with that, depending on how seriously concussed Liv, what Liv is. Um, still means like the Riot Squad still get no heat from beating Natalia. They didn't beat the Bellas, so they're still rubbish compared to the Bellas and Ronda Rousey. 
So it it did nothing for them. It it's did a not- slight build of anticipation. <laughs> just a slight. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a bit more credibility than last week. Slightly, yes. And that's your go. But at least they did. They did beat them on a two out of one woman disadvantage, I guess. Mm. This was no good. It was very, very bad. Mm-hmm. The, and I, I'll be honest, like the the B the Brie stuff was bad enough, but the the Nikki Bella thing, where she just clocks Ruby so hard in the face, was a massive amount of miscommunication. I've no idea what Nikki thought she was doing. Um, and from that sort of bad in ring stuff to bad just overall presentation, and and this is going to be another uncomfortable part <clears throat> after uh, possibly broaching the the people misconstruing stuff as misogynistic Mm. and now we're going to talk about how charity is ruining the (laughs) raw television product okay well i'm i mean my end of that was like well this is very sweet and quite wonderful and it was very sweet and quite wonderful i wouldn't have put it on raw that's the problem i wouldn't have put it on raw it's not you know i think that when you're competing against the nfl the last thing you want to be doing is giving people a reason not to watch the show however I thought it was quite sweet and quite nice. Ah, it was no. a lovely moment for the kids. Like, Frank, girl, do it as a, a little VT that I you did earlier in the day agree, then. But, My problem isn't charity here. <laughs> My problem is this segment. You can't say that it wasn't sweet, though. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, it was misjudged. It, it sort of it, it tells you that everything's fake. Yes, yes. Um, Completely agree. But it was sweet. Uh, no, but they're kind of one rules out the other for me. I can't. Sweet is so far down there now. Yeah, I mean, and I, I and there's also get like it, yeah. uh, okay. So what happened, people? Was there was a a VT from earlier in the day about the Connor the Crusher charity, Connor's cure, very oh, like, the whole raw rosters on the ramp. By the way, even like the Shield and Braun Strowman, yes. like you know these people who are I've oh, got blood feuds between the two of them. They're all standing next to each other. One person separating Braun from Seth Rollins. Yeah, and it was Titus O'Neil. <laughs> And it was just like, they're standing there, big grins on their faces. And then Triple H and Stephanie walk down to the ring. You know, noted heels, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon and Triple H walk down to the ring. And they have this presentation thing in the middle where they're like, you know, we're really happy to announce that our charity Connor's Cure is partnering with Hope on Wheels. And you're like, ah, oh, Hope on, what? Oh, that's Hyundai. So it's another, co- so this was all really... PR corporate stuff. This was all for the stakeholders. This was all for people who have, you know, are part of the stock as yeah. opposed to the wrestling fans watching it. This is what you do at a shareholders meeting. Yep. To just to like say to everyone, hey, look, we're doing all this charity stuff. Isn't that lovely? And it is lovely. Um, you know, when you really look at it and be cynical about it, it is just for PR relations, but it has no place on Raw, when you're trying to watch a show, you're trying to believe something that a lot of people make fun of you for anyway, for being fake, in their words, or predetermined and as. And now everyone takes a timeout, a 15 minute break, in the middle of a show. It was long. This, this is akin to a movie happening, and then halfway through the movie, all the actors stop their fighting and tense relationships and say, hey no, we're the actors now, 
play in it, and they just all stand together and then do a nice little charity announcement. Yeah, like in the middle of uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah, Thanos and uh, you know, just goes, oh, and actually, I'm Josh Brolin. Yeah, and Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. takes off the helmet and is like, actually, yeah, no, I'm I'm actor Robert Downey Jr. And they just stand next to each other. And we just want to tell you about some some bad drinking water in. In, in a yeah, in a third world country, yeah, and then back into the fighting, and you're like, that doesn't happen. It's intellectually insane. It's patronising to the viewership. I thought it was absolutely abysmal, uh, but it was quite nice. But the, it was already, <laughs> and then like they had oh, and here we've got this guy, you know, presents the check because like you think okay. Uh, the, the the kids come out they're the ambassadors they get a hug they get a title belt everyone's <laughs> clapping because they had this table with like a cloth over it with two title belts I was like are they going to introduce the Raw Women's Tag Team titles that's what I inaugural champions I thought they were going to be like we're going to talk about Connor's Cure for a bit and then I'm going to sideline this into announcing that we're going to do a Women's Tag Team title tournament that's going to culminate at Evolution uh, but no, more for me, it was to give to the kids. So so this is similar to those sorts of moments when they talk about their, you know, we're, we're doing great stuff for women and all the baby faces and heels in the women's division hug. And you're like, no, 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 don't, like, make it part of the story. Stop telling me that this is all fake so you can get your bullcrap PR nonsense over. Yeah. Because it is just PR. Uh, well, it isn't just PR. I'm sure people want to do good. But... It's yeah. I, screw this. I thought lovely in real life, but has no place on a television show like this. My heart did melt when the little girl cried. That was cute. Yeah. It was cute. And high end, I gave a very generous donation. They could have given more. <laughs> I mean, they're right. Where at, is <laughs> the angle? I mean, they write it off as tax. Where we are still waiting. Where for is that the moment. undisputed era debut where they? Every, this Zaffa Brooks guy, the head of Hope on Wheels, he needed to be put through that table. You're telling me there is a segment where there's a table in the ring and no one gets put through it. It's used as a table. Wake up, sheeple! <laughs> right, okay, but I thought the weirdest part of this was they were talking about, they spent this whole 15 minutes, and it did go about 15, 20 minutes. It was, it was long. a long portion. And they said over and over again, Connor's cure, Connor's cure, Connor's cure. <laughs> The next segment had Chad Gable versus Connor of the Ascension, <laughs> who's a baddie. And I was like, what a weird transition this has been. I, I don't think that's the, that's the bit you have a problem with. <laughs> it was sweet, but yeah, some of, they spell their name differently. I, mean, I guess it's, it is spelled differently. But it's just K. so weird to like, why do these two segments back to back switch them around? Don't put Connor's cure, the nice thing, against Connor the baddie. Yeah, well, there was a uh, a Dean and Dolph backstage segment in between. Um, I guess so. Come, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so this then went to, to make it three... What's the opposite to a home run? <laughs> um, well, I mean... It was a strikeout, I guess. Yeah, three strikeouts in a row. I watch baseball. We had Chad Gable and Bobby Roode cutting a little backstage pre-tape promo where Chad's like, hey, my new thing is to WWBRD. What would Bobby Roode do? And, uh, and they then came out. And the I answer thought, to that is get caught up from NXT and not get pushed. Mm. <laughs> 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 and... <laughs> and... Um, uh, so they come down, and I was like, please, don't you dare. <laughs> come on, after the angle last week, what were you expecting? I was like, don't you dare bring out the Ascension. Don't you dare bring out either Victor or Connor. And it was Give Connor. me a Heath Slater. Give me a Rhino. Give me 
a Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> no, it was Connor of the Ascension in singles action, his first televised singles match in WWE history. And he cut a, an inset promo on his own. I thought this was very interesting, given the angle they did last week, where it was Connor that left everyone laying and walked away on his own. And I say interesting, that's a strong word. And then he's the one who cut this solo inset promo. And the commentators were really doing a, a job of trying to put over Connor as this, this semi truck of destruction. And he got the win over Chad Gable here. He used a big power move and, and he won. And it almost feels like they, they got this eye on they got their eye on Connor as the next, you know, lower mid card Mojo Rawley heel to push. This is one of the most WWE undercard things I've ever seen. And you've got Bobby Roode, you've got Chad Gable, you've got Victor, a very good wrestler in his own right, he used to team with Daniel Bryan in New Japan in the noughties. And out of all of those guys that could have a push, you... Pick the biggest one. You And you actually start pushing one of them for three weeks yeah. on a victory streak. And then really unneeded derailing Chad's momentum you get just the big guy who's not the who's definitely has the least potential out of the bunch yeah to to win and beat Chad in a two-minute match Cora Graves said that the win stunned the crowd into silence mm. I mean they were silent beforehand but yeah good I mean it was a good try it was a good attempt to save Corey well done Corey he'll make a good car salesman uh Triple H did a promo next which was very good, actually. Yeah. We're, we're, actually, that was the bad part of the show. Yes. Everything before and after, hmm. I'd say, was pretty good, a bit, apart from the Nia Jax, Alicia Fox match. And I've got problems with the Bobby Elias thing as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so Triple H is getting into the limo because he's, he's done his charity bit. Back to being a bad guy. And Charlie asks him about Taker. And Triple H has a really cool line about, hey, I sold my soul ages ago. Taker's not getting it. I love you just this. did a charity segment. <laughs> I love this, though. Triple H was like, hey, if Taker thinks me wearing a suit is a problem, he's already lost. I thought that was really, really great. And he was like, he wants to take my soul. I sold that a long time ago. And it's like for, he uh, said for Undertaker, the end is near. Yeah. I, I thought this was good. It was a cool promo. Cool, heel, badass promo. Just three segments after he embraced a crying girl in a charity segment in the ring. So there is a there is a lack of consistency Man, here. You know, there's there's Undertaker versus Triple H, and then there's pediatric pediatric cancer Triple H. Oh, well, we're talking about doing some video essays on this channel. We're looking forward to it. Get some like nice chunky meaty subjects. Maybe I should try and see how many threads of continuity there are in WWE. You've got like the. That nothing is real continuity. Yeah. You've got mix match challenge somewhere in there. You've yeah. got the the two hundred five live guys who are separate to their raw characters. Yep, it's like the Terminator timeline. Yeah, you've got spinning off all over the show. You've got the part timers. Yep, where where Kane and Tripper. You've got the Titus. Whoever's feuding with Titus <laughs> worldwide. That's its own continuity. Yep, these glorified house shows that are sort of their own yeah, continuity. I didn't even think about house shows. Yep, SmackDown. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's like wet. The Legend of Zelda, only it's uh, wrestling. And uh, we only then got mixed match challenge promos <sighs> with R Truth thinking they were fighting at Hell in a Cell. I didn't get that. Did you know? my feet. Oh, I did. And uh, yeah, he's like, we're going to take you on. I'm going to step inside Hell in a Cell and I'm going to fight you. And Carmelo's like, that's mixed match challenge. And he's like, is that happening at Hell in a Cell? <laughs> <laughs> what what <laughs> colour was Carmelo's hair? Brown. So it was new. 
Uh, I'm guessing they did it at the house show recently. Mm. Um, and then we got the plug for the Ease People's Choice Award. Uh, you can vote for Nikki Bella, um, stiffing Ruby Riot in the face as like reality star of the whatever. John Cena uh, for his role in Blockers, and Nia Jax as the what is it? What's it called again? The Game Changer. The Game Changer Award. Yeah, uh, John Cena in Blockers, a film you didn't like. Yeah, I watched it on Sunday. It's subpar. <laughs> Uh, I liked it. I thought it was actually very funny. I laughed throughout, yeah. particularly. I thought John Cena was the best thing in it. Yep. He's, yep. He is the best thing in it. Yep. Cannot fault Big John's performance. And we, he got this new trailer for the Bumblebee, mo- uh, Bumblebee movie. Yeah, it looks badass. Man, if I didn't think, I never thought I would be interested in that film. But as soon as you put like G1 Soundwave in there and G1 Ops Prime Shockwave, I'm like, I'm in. I'm so in for this movie. Give me G1 Tanahashi and then we're talking. <laughs> Uh, so then we got a, a very a surprising treat. I, loved I would this. say loved this. So they announced earlier in the night that Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre are going to defend their titles against the Revival. This pays off from three weeks ago when McIntyre and Ziggler took out the Revival when they were meant to have a tag title shot against the B Team. Remember them? That lasted for ages. <laughs> And they were beaten up and they couldn't take it, even though yeah. the Revival had won a few times. I'm going to stop you slightly there. I'm going to say this quote paid off, um, big air quotes for podcast listeners, because I would have thought a payoff would have been the Revival demanding a title shot or stopping Drew and Dolph or attacking them because they did steal their tag team title shot and won the belts. Let's take our loose threads tied <laughs> together where we can get them. I suppose. Because okay. this has made the Revival look... I mean... A little like chumps, to be honest, because they're like, we'll just send the wings patiently until mm. we get our title match that we should have had a couple of weeks ago against a much worse team. But this match, as an isolated segment... Was great. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting because you see this build and it's essentially a heel tag team versus a heel tag team. I think the revival of baby faces now. That's just... I, d- I mean, I don't know why they would be. They certainly worked it in this match. But they were, I think they had their sort of baby face turn, that's again some big air quotes. When they were attacked. When they were, uh, no, no, when they were um, facing the B team. But the B team were the faces. Oh, yeah, because they had a face turn, well, I think. Or maybe it was it's the attack. It's not been Either a, way, good str- a good few months yeah, for the tag division. Payoff. But the, uh, but yeah, the, you think heel tag team versus heel tag team and the revival. This isn't going to go that long. I, I fully expected this to be a three, five-minute match where nothing really happens. That is totally not what happened. The, you, you had like one of the Revival getting worked over for a bit, but then the Revival had this epic comeback yeah. for quite a long time. McIntyre and Ziggler were very generous, and there were some excellent near falls. Yeah. Near falls that I half bought into. I actually I bought into the finish. I, yeah. One of the finishes when... So Dolph tries to hit the Famouser and Scott Dawson, like he powers him up. He didn't quite catch it. Or Dash Wilder, rather. Didn't quite get him, but he just powered him up there with the help of Dolph. And then Scott Dawson comes off the top rope and it's almost like a doomsday device type yeah. maneuver. For an amazing near fall, I genuinely bought it as the finish. I really did. I thought they did a great job. Yeah, it, it was just a really fun match. And the, the kind of match that a little bit resets the revival. And you see you've got the revival here. You've got the... Uh, AOP in the main event. It it really does feel like Vince McMahon is interested in tag team wrestling again. Whoa, that's a uh, stretch there. This is one match in isolation. No, no, no. This is three weeks after SummerSlam where you had the AOP repackaging with Drake. Oh, I suppose, yeah, You've yeah, had yeah, Chad yeah, yeah. Gable being paired with Bobby Roode. I know that hasn't gone <laughs> the well The Ascension this got week. a win. Yep. Uh, 
and the, the belts were taken off the B team and put onto McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Yep. So yeah, maybe you're absolutely maybe you're right. I take that back. Yeah. Um, and I, what I really liked about this was that in the finish was that Dolph didn't get the tag through. He just fell into Drew and Drew tagged himself in. It was very, and they put it over on commentary. It was like, it's very fortuitous that Dolph fell that way because the Revival really were dominating and they were on top. But then here comes Big Drew. And um, and the Revival even got another near fall on Drew. I, thought it was, I yeah. just thought it was a really great uh, match. And then they ended it with the Claymore zigzag uh, for the win. Yep, uh, the really, Zygmunt. really good. And also in all of this, Dean Ambrose is shown watching backstage. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Then we got the Kevin Owens show with Elias. I've kind of just, I'm just pretending that Kevin Owens doesn't exist right now. And this isn't Kevin Owens. And then hopefully in three months time, he'll come back as the Kevin Owens I know. So I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm going to stop complaining about how KO's being used in this and focus on the good bits, which is Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Yeah, I mean, there was also a sign in the crowd of, the, of a guy dressed up as a character from Basketball. Remember that film with Matt Sennett and Basketball. Someone Psych had, out. Yeah, well, someone had a sign up that said, um, your mum's going out with Squeak, which really made... I, I mean, that I, is obscure. That's an obscure reference. I even rewound it so I could take a screen cap on Wake it. Wake up, Squeak, you're my new best friend. <laughs> lived in his drawer. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pierce. I hear your mum's going out with Squeak. It uh, really made me laugh. Anyway, so yeah, Kevin Owens does the Kevin Owens show and brings out his guest, which is Leo Rush. Leo Rush comes out to do his Man of the Hour shtick, but stays on the ramp. He's like, I'm not an idiot. You know, I know I've only just arrived here, but uh, I wasn't born yesterday. I'm not coming down to the ring. You're just going to jump me. And then Elias is like, oh, hey, no, we've got an extra seat for you. And Kevin Owens says it's dastardly. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we have. And he brings out a booster seat to put on because he's so small, you see. Um, but then this brought out uh, Bobby Lashley, Denver's own Bobby Lashley. And he came Wouldn't up. have known it from the crowd reaction. Actually, I thought it was a really good reaction for Bobby, and I thought they were Not really in into match. him. No, I thought they were into him during the match as well. Lots of let's go, Bobby stuff. Relatively to a Bobby match. So it ended up being Bobby Lashley versus Elias. This match went far too long. It was dreadfully boring, and then ended in a DQ. Rubbish this was. A waste of time this was. Why don't you just... It doesn't hurt Elias to have Bobby win. Mm. Like, why didn't Bobby just win here in your hometown, get the hometown off? Because this finish just ended flat. So so good job, WWE. You just you farted out a reaction from a crowd who were into their hometown boy. What a waste of time this was. It went for like half an hour as well. It went on for so long. Yeah, with the Kevin Owens show segment beforehand. This was rubbish. Um, I, I still like Leo and Lashley as That I act. like. That I like. I was focusing mostly on that. Uh, the the finish itself was quite peculiar, where Owens's face like chasing uh, Leo yeah. around, and Owens trips over Lashley, and that is taken as the DQ. Such a wet fart of a finish. Like, like as the referee, the referee really should have some common sense there. It makes everyone look stupid. Yeah. Uh, no, no, nothing really gets over. Um, but then you got the Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre stuff backstage. Then we got Nia Jax versus Alicia Fox. Uh, I've got three notes here. This match is going to be horrible. Nia wins. Not as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, what about Nia's new best friend, Ember Moon? Oh, well, after yeah. last week. Yes, yeah, so they're now best friends yeah. because Nia needs a friend. Otherwise, you can't have a storyline in the women's division in WWE. No. It's all based around friendship. Yeah. Um, yeah, this wasn't much of anything, really. This was your filler between the Bobby Lashley segment and the main event. Game changing. Uh, and, and then, yeah, we got a recap package of Triple H versus The Undertaker, which was very good. This Shawn Michaels <laughs> is going to be on Raw next week. Uh, PW Insider saying Undertaker will be as well. Nice. Um, this, 
This video package I've written here, this has had more hype than anything on Hell in a Cell. That's why it's the best built match. Yeah, it's Probably great. Probably this year. It's great. Yeah, this has had, I think this has had more hype than anything at WrestleMania. Mm. This, apart from Ronda Rousey, maybe. Yeah, this has had more hype than anything in months. And, and that's been quite nice, really. I wish they could take the, I mean, you can't even say the lessons learned because they know how to do it. Just do that with all the stuff you got on the current roster. Make yeah. your, like, the reason why you have to keep trotting out these nostalgia acts for these big house shows is because your current crop of the guys don't feel like stars. That's because you don't present them as stars. So why would we get excited? Um, so yeah, maybe let's try and do that. And they also announced for next week it's going to be Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley. So that's the whole keeps spinning. <sighs> no John Cena, even though he is at the show at Super Showdown. Uh, and it's going to be Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot, which I imagine will get turned into a six-woman tag uh, at the last well, minute. Well, providing, providing maybe just pro a normal tag. Yeah, yeah, providing what happens to poor old Liv Morgan. God bless Liv Morgan. Yeah. Poor, poor soul. So, that's uh, that's that's raw. Uh, I know we got angry about some things on there, but I really the the main the main storyline running through the show and that tag match, and just that the idea of AOP in the main event thought was really really that's a, a really nice treat what did you score it i gave an average mm, yeah I, I was thinking average as well yeah. yeah i certainly wouldn't say i mean possibly at a push you could push me to a high average but that really would be a stretch that would be a stretch yeah i've got to apologize uh, folks for that like slip up at the start there since moving to this quote new studio my podcast intros and outros have fallen apart, and particularly my filing system for because we don't because I haven't got internet to connect to. We're sort of connected to phones, and then sometimes we can't connect to the phones because the cameras and the microphones pick them up. So it's all sort of fallen apart. And it's become a bit rubbish, really. I think it's I also. Got, I got a tweet from someone yesterday saying you need to sort your intros and outros out because they've become awful. Mm. Yeah. Although well, he was the person who complained and said we should get rid of uh, Russo Pays. We're we're working on it. It'll. I think it's also because we don't actually have an office. So like we're, we're we're just hanging out in the studio recording stuff, and then we go back to mine. Yeah, in in my front room. And but hopefully, like when we've got an actual office, we can we can do work. And the way that it used to work is that we would record the wrestle ramble. I would then edit the wrestle ramble, and then we would have you know like an hour hour and a half break, have some lunch, and I would get my email sorted out then to read. And I, I haven't really got into that routine. Well, do, do, I've got an email. Oh. Yeah, so this is, uh, it's just come through from a new premises. Ooh. Which I'm hoping will move into on Monday, but because I just got a missed call from the guy saying, when can we talk? Oh, no. Not hopeful. Oh, dear. <laughs> like, it might, might be a Wednesday. <clears throat> might be December. It might be December. It better not be December. Better not be December. Uh, but, yeah, so this is the sort of place we're moving into, folks. Here is... The so it's a shared. There's lots of other companies in this building, and we have one office and one recording studio. And um, the email is entitled "Swaggiest Member Awards." Oh dear! Hey everyone, you all would have seen the posters, but tomorrow at the sharing breakfast, we're going to be holding the first ever Swaggiest Member Awards. Luke is uh, doing a a. A wanking sign. <laughs> a very obscene one. Because he's really excited about it. <laughs> what does swaggiest mean, I hear you say? Could yeah, be your, I mean, that's a genuine question on my behalf. Could be your good attitude. Could be your fashion sense. 
could be your understated style, confidence, you know, your swag. Okay, well, I'm, I'm never winning this award then. And then he's put a winky face emoticon. Oh, this was written by a 40-year-old then. Not an emoji. It's, uh, it's punctuation. Uh, many of you have already voted, so I'm just following up for those who haven't. To let you know that there's still time, uh, this will be awarded to one member. Uh, they'll be announced tomorrow, yes. Yeah, so uh, we, we, we would have won. This is a competition that myself, Fakidor, and Andy Datsun will not be taking part in. What do you win? It doesn't say what you win. I mean, if there's breakfast involved, I might be interested. There's a shared breakfast, but we'll be watching SmackDown. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I might might take umbrage with this. I might reply all and say, hey, I just think... I think we need to define what swaggiest means. What my problem here, guys, is you don't have specific goals. <laughs> right, do you want an update to an Agony Arts request we had from uh, a vacant emailer in? Who, um, remember he got annoyed that his girlfriend that he just got back with was chatting to another guy, so we went and then kissed a girl who turned out to be her yes, best friend? Yes, yes, it was very teenage disco hall. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he's got three emojis in this email, so um, you can probably tell how old he he's is. He's a generation setter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, he is someone that a, a newspaper would incorrectly identify as a millennial. Mm. Um, so this is an update. This is a while back. This is August 8th, so it's a very old update, um, considering that we're now at the end of September. Um, but anyway, here we go. Um, seems to you found my story quite interesting. I will tell you what happened next. Seems I was texting both girls, I realised I had to come clean that I would stay loyal to my partner and I agreed with the other girl, who for this we will call Molly, when I kissed her that we would meet at, at a Costa Coffee nearby where she lived to and come clean as I thought doing it over, over Snapchat was not fair. God, teenagers are weird. How do you do some? Can you chat on Snapchat, or do you just? Send Is there a it DM all? feature? I don't know. It, I just know uh, Snapchat as sharing photos and videos that quickly delete. <laughs> Sorry, I'm with someone else. Yeah, it's five seconds. Later, oh, I know. It's gone. I've made it in my story. Everyone can see it. <laughs> if Snapchat has a DM feature, then there are far too many apps that have a DM feature. Yeah, like it's bad enough that I can contact my wife over text and Facebook Messenger. Like, that's one too many avenues. I've gotten rid of Facebook Messenger. Yeah, I could see why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I arrived to the Costa, got a table, and waited for Molly to arrive. She arrived shortly thereafter and sat at the table. Don't need this much detail, I would say in an email. Well, it's it's nice to construct a visual visual picture. Yep. Add more detail. (laughs) Give us time. What was the weather like? Did you see a dog? What, how many seats were there at the table? Well, I'm and then, struggling to visualise. And like, he goes into so much detail. And then I bought us two drinks. What drinks? Like, that, that's so vague. Don't stop there. Yeah. You could have had, like, all the weird requests. I bet that there's some form of fraps. <laughs> because it's August, it's, it's hot. It's probably iced coffee, knowing these weirdos. Yeah. Anyway, I bought the two of us drinks, and they had a bit of small talk. As I went into the situation to her, I looked up, and I saw a group of girls watching us from the other side of the coffee shop. I asked Molly, are they your friends? And she responded, yes, I begged them not to come. Sorry, they (laughs) wanted to see who you were. I then thought I would be the Uh. worst person ever if I broke up with her in front of all her friends. So I didn't. I said nothing and we had a normal date. I mean, it's not that normal. We've got friends watching you um, rather than you watching friends. That's a millennial joke. Uh, And went back to her house with some of her friends and watched Netflix all night and even had a sleepover with them as her parents were away that night. During the night... Blimey. um, During the night, the night drinks were passed. 
Hmm. Um, Sounds like underage drinking. We're just going to assume that's orange juice. Yep. So we don't report you to the authorities. And one way or another, we ended up jogging together. I, that's an ad lib. Oh, on, that's an ad lib wow. on my part, um, which you can do late at night. Mm. Late night jogging is yes, certainly a thing. I'm sure. It's, as long as it's safe. Yeah, I'm sure Parkrun. You've got to have out. that fluorescent jacket on. Got, got to have gold. <laughs> Next <laughs> morning. <laughs> The next morning, I couldn't live with myself, and I told her about my longtime girlfriend, who for this will call long time. Amy. I, I know. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Vacan. You, you don't come off well in this story. Um, well, I like how he said, but I was trying to do the nice thing. Yeah, I felt I awful with myself. up with her. Yeah, I felt awful yeah. about myself. Uh, Molly didn't seem all that surprised, um, which shocked me at first. But then she revealed that she knew about me and Amy, oh, and she my was. God. Well, did you just say a real name? No, she said oh, for, for now. We'll, for now, we'll sure, call sure, her sure. Amy. Um, revealed she knew about me and Amy, and she was totally fine keeping this between ourselves. She also assured me that her, that <laughs> none of her friends knew Amy or her friends. So I don't know how, but I've managed to pull two girls at the same time with them totally being cool and of knowing I've got another girlfriend. So yes, in true Oliver Davis fashion, I'm dating the two of them. Uh, plus Amy... Air-fiving you. <laughs> <laughs> plus Amy has invited me over to her house this Saturday for Netflix and chilled her parents away so I could be getting jogging off of both Jeffs. And that's where he's got the three smiley emojis. Uh, thanks, guys. I hope you find this interesting. Keep up the good work. Um, and I, this is good. So you know the new version of uh, Google Mail offers you like replies that you can just click and it will mm. send it. The three are very interesting. Love it. Thanks for the update. Thanks for the update. Is that, is that what you're going to go with? Thanks I would, for the update? I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't I mean, I would I, be on record saying that. <laughs> I, would, I would go with very interesting, but without the explanation mark that they have suggested. Just the downbeat full stop? Y- yeah, I mean... I, or in, the rather teasing semicolon. <laughs> or, I mean, would I even go with a very? Because very suggests that. I mean, I was not this kid, I suppose. Do you want to do interesting with the that the emoji were like you're thinking? Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Dot dot dot. Mm, dot 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 interesting maybe yeah. that's, ah, maybe that's where I good, go. Yeah. yeah dot 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 interesting I was a very different teenager I would never have been in this scenario and I don't know how I would have reacted had I been in that scenario because I'd have just been mad uncomfortable and just felt mad guilty about the whole thing because what if Amy what, if, what happens when Amy finds out I, I would be so racked with guilt in all the times I cheated on people as a teenager that I would tell them pretty much immediately yeah uh, so yeah, but wait, wait. So was Amy? So Amy knows no, I, about I, Molly. I think Molly knows about Amy. Amy doesn't know about. Okay, Molly. so that's the problem. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's not. I mean, you're a teenager. It doesn't actually matter. You're never going to see these girls. <laughs> like past twenty, you're not even going to. You'll be Facebook friends with them, and they'll yeah. be posting updates, but you won't even like them. No, no. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, the algorithm will eventually filter them out. Of your <laughs> won't matter. Uh, but yeah, just in terms of, I mean, you don't seem to be that beat up about it. So <laughs> if, I mean, you send in a bragging <laughs> email, if anything. If you don't mind. I think it's, yeah, I think yeah. it's fine to, um, to play the field. So let's have uh, a quick, uh, okay, well, now I'm worried we've already done this one as well, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest that we haven't. Well, well, how about I go into one? And we just talk about progress this weekend. Um, I suppose we could talk about progress weekend if you want. Because uh, we, we've got to go. We've got to call at two. Oh, I suppose, yeah. No, we want to yeah. have some lunch before yeah, then. Bad uh, bad timekeeping again. We'll let you off. 
Well, actually, that's what my uh, that's what this Twitter complainer uh, emailed in about. Was oh, really? The well, timing. It's, it's because your your timing of having to keep it to ten minutes has ruined uh, the intros it's and outros. It's always been ten minutes. It's now we just explicitly address it. Because anyway, need, we need to go back to the house. Well, read your silly email. Oh, it's not really a silly email. It's just uh, that we will be at Progress this Sunday. This was about the the media. This is the media invite. Oh, hello. Because we are press. Because we're part of the media elite, <laughs> the lefty lovies. Going to have to walk past that long, ridiculous queue that takes hours to get in. Full of marks. Yeah. Uh, with their wrestling t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it just it, we cannot guarantee who's going to be available. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll just have to make it up on the fly. We've got plans. We certainly have got plans. A lot, and, lot and of people there. I am really looking forward to this show. Mm. This show has got a heck of a lineup. It really has. It's got such a great lineup of matches. I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, tell me some. Is, Havoc Osprey is not on this card. No. Uh, no, Havoc is on the card. It's not against Will Osprey, though. Um, I have, in fact, I've forgotten uh, who his matches against, but we've got uh, there's uh, the Thunder Bastards Tag uh, Tournament, which has got Aussie, which has got Aussie Open in it, who are obviously awesome. But the main event is Walter versus Tyler Bate, <laughs> which is going to be amazing. Pete Dunne versus uh, Ilya Druganov, Doug Williams versus Trent Seven, mm. uh, and there's a triple threat between uh, over the Progress Women's Championship between Tony Storm, Ginny, and Millie McKenzie, which is going to be very good. I'm just very much looking forward to this. And Matt Riddle's last independent show mm. because it's Matt Riddle versus like Haskins. That's going to be cool. Haskins is so good. Uh, Haskins! And I'm so looking forward to seeing Matt Riddle again because I haven't seen him wrestle in a while. And uh, there was a clip of him on his NXT debut and I was just reminded about how awesome he is. So yeah, very As he much- jumps in the ring and kicks off his flip-flops yeah. in one fluid motion. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to this Sunday. Do you want my prediction for Volta versus Tyler Bates? Yeah. It's going to be built around a suplex spot. Oh, yeah. A German suplex spot, I'm going to say. Oh, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah I guess or, that works. Oh, man, what if it's built around the airplane spin? Oh, no. Yeah. That's physically impossible. Well, it's Tyler Bate, though, isn't it? It's is Tyler Bate. He could German suplex like five people at once. Look at those legs. <laughs> it's got <laughs> such a solid base. But anyway, so that's all we've got time for for this show. We probably could have done that email in the time we were just rambling nonsense there. Um, Didn't know how long it was going to be. No, neither did I. Uh, but anyway, we'll see you uh, tomorrow for SmackDown Live. There is a contract signing between AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Um, there's probably some stuff with Daniel Bryan and The Miz as well. Um, And Shinsuke Nakamura's got something, but I'm not sure what it is. So Paige tweeted as well on Sunday that it's time for a big change. Yes. Well, um, PW Insider are saying that she was backstage at Raw last night Mm. uh, filming some stuff, uh, filming material for Survivor Series with Baron Corbin. So who knows what that could mean. That's crazily in advance. None of that's getting used. Plans will change yeah. eight times before Survivor Series. And if it is a big change, like the, the women's tag team titles that I thought might have been on this show, I'd imagine they probably would have done that on Raw with Stephanie McMahon. They wouldn't, they wouldn't give that to Paige. No. no. Anyway, so we'll see you on tomorrow. Well, let's find out what happens. What is the big change? We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.